Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 172, and today we are going to be talking about how to turn unemployment into fun employment. Uh, I would say Jared will definitely be able to help me out with this. Right now I am unemployed, other than my lucrative uh, contract here at the Untranslatable Podcast. So uh, we're looking uh, forward to discussing some ways where you can really maximize your time while you're unemployed. Also, how to not worry too much. I'm sure some of you out there like me tend to worry occasionally, and uh, when you're unemployed, it can be a scary time to go through. So we're here to talk about that as well. So uh, my man with the plan, my partner in crime, my buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Rule number one for for enjoying your employment and turning it into a fun employment, have money. Um, <laughs> another good true. way to enjoy your fun employment is to follow the Untranslatable Podcast. Spread a little love. On Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Um, you can also f- see us on YouTube. Um our quality is slowly getting better and better until Chad inevitably is here back in Michigan and we're back in that crisp, crisp, real 1080p there. Anyway, 1080p, like people are past that. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think my uh, my <laughs> right. grandma's computer does that. Um, I'm excited for you to come back, Chad. Oh, please. Also, spread a little love. Mm-hmm. Everything. Spread a little love, please, in mm-hmm. Russian. Give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Please give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, I am excited for you to come back. And I, I've been, I, I always like to think about stuff like this. And I want to ask you, um, if you could be living your idealist um, fun employment in the United States, let me preface it mm-hmm. with that. What city would you like to be in? Any, any, well, hmm. Can my friends and family be in the city too? <laughs> because for um, me, that, that plays a lot, uh, that plays a big role. If, if, if I'm going to be selfish and just think about myself, then. I mean, oh, don't, I, don't think about yourself. Yes, be selfish, Chad. Think about yourself. But if what you need is your friends and family, that's probably an important thing to factor in. But that's not, I, people right. aren't as weirdly obsessed with their friends and family like you seem to be. <laughs> You're both weirdly obsessed, but not afraid to leave the country for months to potentially years at a time. <laughs> that's true. That is kind of a weird dichotomy, isn't it? Um, maybe that's why I'm so weird and obsessed is because I've been away from my mm. family for half a year. I bet you that's probably what that's it is. That's fair. That's but fair. Anyways, well, I think there's one place that I've, I've never been before, but I think it would be a great place to spend fun employment would be Nashville, Tennessee, just because of the music scene there. Yeah. Um, that would be super cool. Um, or Austin, Texas, for the same reason. Mm. Uh, great live music scene, cool restaurants. Um, I've heard the fried chicken in Nashville is fantastic. So <laughs> that's all you need, yeah. really. <laughs> exactly, music and fried chicken. And I can live You're a very solid fried chicken connoisseur. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how we haven't incorporated that segment into uh, our podcast. If there's anything I could consistently rely on you to do is try new and interesting fried chickens. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Ironically, too, the only thing that gave me food poisoning in China was fried chicken, and here I am still wanting to eat fried chicken. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
that I mean, that you're a connoisseur, you know, you understand the, the risk you take. Anyway, I brought I brought that up because I like to think of cities that I would like to move to, you know, ideally, if I could, you know, mm-hmm. get the job I wanted, wherever it was I wanted, blah, 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 blah. One that always comes to mind to me is, you know, obviously New York City, San Francisco, cities like those are cool, but I would never want to live there right. because those cities are expensive AF. A city, right. Cities True. that interest me, or states rather, uh, North Carolina has always interested me. I went there yep, once when I was doing beautiful. college tours. I thought it was lovely. And I've been to Charlotte. That's I went there recently after my camping trip that I did out in the... And you've um, been to Asheville too, right? Asheville is another one that I would put on my list. Yeah. I, th- I thought Asheville was cool too. Um, and so these are some of the top cities in 2020 that people are um, are moving to. Uh, choosing where to live is one of the most personal, stressful, and meaningful choices you can make. That's why mm. Curbed, this is the website I got this from, cast a wide net to put together our first ever list of where you should live in the U.S. in 2020. We begin the list with the criteria. I, f- I feel like you'd like these cri- t- criteria. I do too. Walkability. Okay. Oh, yep. For sure. Park access. Mm-hmm. Diversity. Housing cost. Job opportunities. And more uh, that together add... Uh, uh, that essential but elusive trait livability. I think um, these are things that are important to me. I like walking around a lot. That's why I love Philly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, as far as big city goes, big cities went. It was very uh, housing was very affordable, and it was di- diverse too. Arlington, Virginia, a booming upscale suburb, buoyed hmm. by the Amaz- by the Amazon growth machine. I guess Amazon is headquartered in Arlington. Populate uh, a medium ho- home. See, the, but the thing about it, median rent for a two-bedroom apartment is twenty-one hundred dollars. That's kind of pricey because it's month? close to DC. Yeah, of course. Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. Not Arlington. I don't really like Arlington either. Uh, how about this, Boise, Idaho? Now I might consider Boise, Idaho, but um, I wonder what kind of diversity boxes Boise checks. Now this is my ignorance too; I don't know anything about it. Right, a mountain vista that offers the outdoors and new business opportunities. Uh, median rent for a two-bedroom apartment nine nine hundred fifty dollars. There I we think go. That's very. That's reasonable. a little better. That's a little better. Hosting a beautiful setting nestled in the high desert, bisecting bisected by the Boise River and green enough to be called the city of trees. Idaho's largest city doesn't need anything or anybody to sell itself. The city has gained national renown as a relocation destination in the last decade. Most famously most most famously for former Californians Fornians in booming and a booming economy. Yeah, I've heard of Coeur d'Alene, which is a city in Idaho, which is apparently gorgeous, mm. and it's sort of a hidden gem that a lot of uh, you know rich people that are sick of L- the hustle and bustle L.A. you know uh, sneak away to. Um, Boise has blown up between 2013 and 2018. The metropolitan grew 81 thousand more than hold on grew 81,000 more than three times the national average that's a confusing sentence right there it is but so the national average is a a national average growth is say a certain number whatever that is add 80,000 to that okay charlotte north carolina median rent for a two-bedroom apartment is 1150 it's a little more but i could i can handle it not to brag (laughs) um Dallas, Texas. I don't know much about Dallas. I have family there, but I, I, I don't go there often because they we usually see them in Louisiana. I don't know much about Dallas. I used to go there a lot when I was a kid, but I've heard that 
It's not really close to anything, I feel like. Denver. Now, Denver's great. I have family there. I, use, I go there a lot. Our friend Don lives there. But rent, average rent or median rent for a two-bedroom is thirteen fifty. It's getting a little pricey. Getting a yeah, little pricey. still not as bad as Arlington, though. Yeah, for sure. But I think Denver's cooler, personally. I also like a place I would consider Minneapolis, Minnesota, except it's cold AF. Yep. Uh, rent is relatively Bring your cheap, flannels, Jared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would I, I would actually consider Minneapolis ex- if it weren't so freezing. I think that might be a, a, a deterrent for me. I'm trying to get away from the cold, I feel like. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, a thing to think about as as you are there fun being fun employed. Are you in... Now, I see your background there. I thought you were mm-hmm. supposed to be in CUDA. I am in CUDA. It looks like... Marriott's, oh, you are? Marriott's my dude. Stayed at different Wait, Marriott's, so they have similar The curtains. last episode we recorded, you were in Ubud, right? Yeah. Your background looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a couch. It's yeah, it's this pretty much the same room layout. Couch and uh, uh okay. Couch and I uh, totally thought you were in calling. the same place or really threw nope. me off. Uh can you tell me I know we're gonna do an on the road again probably about Kuda, but could you tell me mm-hmm. just a little bit about how that's been? It's been great. Uh got lots of souvenirs, found you a real loud shirt, so I hope you're ready for that. Oh yes. Um, yeah, got a loud wait. shirt. Found you another little surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. But in Kuda, there's this place called Krishna Ole Ole, which is a huge. is basically like a warehouse where you can buy cheap souvenirs. So, because mm. um, I've talked to some Balinese people about you know where to go, and a lot of them say, well, if you're a good haggler, you can go to the markets. But to me, that's also really time consuming, like trying to haggle for every little thing you get. They said, you know, if you go to this souvenir place. The prices are set, but the prices are pretty good. Uh, I can tell yeah. you that actually, I'm surprised. I bought, I actually bought quite a few of these shirts for uh, friends back in Michigan, um, just because we don't. I mean, I feel like it's hard to find these kind of like tropical themed shirts in Michigan for various yeah, you're reasons. You're gonna go to Tommy Bahama, but you have to go to like the rich side of Somerset Mall, right? And then uh, a shirt like that costs like. 180 bucks and you're like take it take a guess take a guess how most of how much most of these shirts cost me jared these tropical shirts like five bucks two dollars and 93 cents that's a good that's a deal right there and i would load up too if i were you oh yeah and that was at the souvenir shop that wasn't at the market uh i did go to a market last night because uh i was trying to find my dad a shirt like this but you know my dad he's a he's a big dude so it's not as easy to find They don't have his size as uh, right. readily available. Right, because in the States, he's usually a double X. And here, a double... I'm in, This shirt that I'm wearing right now is an XL. So there's no way a double X would fit him. Um, right. So, But the funny thing was, so I went to a night market yesterday. I visited some friends actually outside of Kuda on the other side of the beach part of where I'm staying in Sanur. Um, so I was chilling on the beach yesterday, which was great. I'll send you a couple pictures uh, after we're done recording. Um, but we went to the night market there and there was some really cool stuff. I found, uh, Wait, why a shirt do they call from, it a night market? Because Is it's at o- night. It's open at night. Yeah. It's just a market that's Only open at, at night. night. Probably not, but it seems like that's when most people go. Huh? Mm-hmm. And they have food like a lot of drunk people there. there or something. It was actually, it was only a few tourists, but mostly Balinese people. But that's because there's uh, a big it's still food. pretty chill. Yeah, super chill, really nice place. Uh, okay. Yeah, I found a shirt for my dad, found a, a gift for my girlfriend as well. Um, were, so, you, yeah. were you there by yourself? No, no, no. I was with friends. I was there okay. with friends. 
But Do you yeah. sometimes wish they weren't there? My friends? Yeah. Definitely no. Uh-uh. Okay. No. Right. Hey, that's but fine. I've been chilling I've been chilling by myself quite a bit here too, which I think is a I think that's an important thing about fun employment is to have mm-hmm. meet your friends but also do what you want to do. Uh but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But yeah, Kuda's been great. Um I met a I met I went to a German beer garden a couple days ago um in Kuda. Uh ye- yesterday? No, two days ago maybe. I don't remember. But uh we ended up meeting the owner of the beer garden and he studied in Germany and then we started speaking German with him. The friend that I was with also speaks German. He was a German minor in hmm. college. So who would have thought, Jared, this is how language connects. Who would have thought you're chilling in Bali, you go to a beer garden, and you meet the guy, and then we had like a three-hour conversation with him in German. It was awesome. About what? All sorts of stuff, like what he was doing did, in Germany, what he did. Did you know your friend back. spoke German? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you guys obviously weren't speaking German. No, not before. Not before he he said he said, "Oh yeah, I I, I was in German. I studied in Germany." And then I asked him, "How how's your German?" He said, "Good." And then that's why I answered with Ausgezeichnet. Good. Wow, that's confident. Uh-huh. Well, he lived there <laughs> for ten years. Yeah, I mean, I hey, like if, if you, you got him, you got it. There's no reason to be that, bashful right. about it. True, true. But yeah, so anyways, it was pretty solid. Uh, Kuda is a, a it's a cool place, but there's a lot of tourists. Uh, it's a little dirty. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a lot of drunk Aussies here, uh, but yeah. Coo- oh, I've heard about them before. Yeah. Are there a lot of yeah. British people there too, or just no. the Aussies? Aussies, and I've seen a lot oh, of it's Russians. So close as it's close as Australia's close, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah relatively yeah. speaking. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, we'll get more into that though on the on the road again, Kuda Jared. Now I think it's sure. time to yeah spread a little love. Let's do it. So my uh, my shout out today goes out to the people of Ecuador who have organized a llama race known as <laughs> La Migada uh, that takes place in the Yanagi uh, uh, Yana one second here Yanganates National Park in Ecuador and this La Migada race was a race set up to raise money to help uh, support this national park that is one of the most important wetlands on the planet that covers 850 square miles for our, non, uh, our non-imperial people who need uh, their metric measurement, uh, 22,000 square kilometers. So the goal of the uh, race or the event was to raise awareness among indigenous communities uh, about the importance of the national park and taking care of the national park. Uh, so I think that's super awesome. Uh, shout out to Ecuador. I always love reading these interesting ways that people raise money. I feel like a llama race is a super cool way to raise <laughs> money and awareness for something. So I think that's super awesome. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who participated in the race. People. Exactly. People exactly. are simple. We need we need bright lights and shiny things in front of our face to get us to Especially spend a little llamas. money. You know. That's right. Yeah, llamas are bright and shiny. Everyone knows that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, um, oh, never mind. Uh, I just have more questions about Kuda, but let's um, you know, let's get to what this is all about. Let's here. do it. The untranslatables, please. So, Jared, I tried to, uh, you know, I've been a little lazy in the fact. Well, maybe not lazy, but I've been trying to keep apropos to my time here in Bali. And I have been uh, giving you Indonesian untranslatables. I figured, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite today. I'm going to think the place that I thought of the opposite of Bali was Iceland. So today I have some mm. Icelandic 
untranslatables for you. Although I've heard Iceland okay. is a beautiful country. Um, it's definitely not uh, covered with palm trees and uh, um, Balinese food. So here we go. So my first one for you, <laughs> Jared, is... Iceland is not filled with Balinese food. Well, at least last I checked, but who knows? Maybe there's a big Balinese population there. Anyways, my first one, uh, both of mine today are Icelandic, and the first one is Blindur Blindur er Buklaus Madur, and that means blind as a bookless man. Blind as a bookless man. Is this like you can't see anything? Is that. Mm-mm. Nope. Blind as a bookless man? It's not just as literal as it sounds. Well, th- th- uh, is it someone that's like really stupid? Um, kind mm. of, yes. A lot of this has to do with uninformed. Books. Yeah, you're getting warmer. Someone that doesn't read. Someone that's stupid because they don't read. Someone that's uninformed because they don't read the news. There we go. Or, if you don't read, you are blind to many things. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just a fun fact okay. for you, Jared. Icelandic people read the most books in the world per capita. So reading is a giant part of their culture. So there you go. Mm. Um, okay, my first one is Brazilian Portuguese. And Portuguese. it's... Segurar a vela. And that means to hold the candlestick. To hold the candlestick. Hmm. I like, I already, I have an image in my head. I'm just trying to figure, decipher what this actually mm. means. To hold the candlestick. This isn't now like, imagine, this isn't, like, this isn't like to pass on the torch, I'm assuming, right? No, no. Okay. Imagine this, whoever is holding the candlestick is with two other people. They're the center so of attention. Quite the opposite, actually. They're not. Oh, really? You're not the center of attention to hold. So the, there's three of you. Uh-huh. One person's holding the candlestick. What would you? Who's You're that the person third that's wheel. holding? There you oh, go. Oh, okay, third wheel. Okay, nice. I like that. That's a yes. good one. Holding the yeah. candlestick. And for our listeners yeah. out there who don't know what third wheel means, third wheel is when you are usually. Uh, a friend of a someone who has a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you're hanging out with a couple, and you're kind of that awkward third person. That would be the third wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I do love the um, the like the the visual of like, oh no, we're all hanging out, but then you're like behind, us, holding like, the candlestick. The couple's holding hands. <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> give me give me another one, Jared, because I'd like to end with my last untranslatable. My next one is Greek, and it goes, Piasto avgokai korefto. Grab uh, an egg and shave it. Grab an egg and shave it. Oh, well, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Can you give me a clue? Um, well, let me say, let me, let me put it this way. Uh... How would you grab an egg and uh 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 no 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 Oh yeah? Well grab an egg and I'll shave it. Think about it like that. Okay. Or is that, I'll, is grab that like, it. Is, I'll shave that egg. Give that, me that egg, I'll shave it. Is that just like uh I'll I don't know, I'll do it? Like fine, I'll think, do uh, it. Think of um 
think of Paul Walker in Too Fast, Too Furious saying, how about them apples? After first he says, give me that egg, I'll shave it. And then after he shaves the egg, um, he says, how about them apples? So it means to do, <laughs> so to do something difficult. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like a retort when someone says like you can't do something that it's quote unquote impossible. Ah. Uh, oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't really shave an egg because there's no hair on it. Okay. All right. I'll give you one more. One more. Uh, also Greek. Tripa mautimiti. Pierce my nose. Is that is that like uh, oh how I'm trying to think of the English. One that we, uh, hmm. Pierce, is that is that just like? Uh, I'm trying to. I got similar like, to, simple. Just it's a. I'll give you a hint in the mm-hmm. in the sense that, it's um a d- declaration of some sort. Right. I know? kind of I kind of figured that. Is that like when you're? Is that like what you say when you're just like surprised when something somebody says something like, "Oh, pierce my nose." No, 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 no. Um, hmm. Pierce my nose. So let, let let's let's let I'll let's be a monkey's uncle. A f- uh, th- there's there have been some rumors about um a certain guy. So let's say his name is Epstein. People are like, <laughs> oh no 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 no. The CIA, the CIA. I swear to God, they uh they worked with the Klans to shut down Epstein. Hey, listen, if I'm lying to you, you could pierce my nose. Uh, uh, I got this from from 16chan, and <laughs> there's a CIA operative that hangs out there. Oh, 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 you, oh I'll pull it up right now. Pierce my nose if, if I don't. So it's just like, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to actually say it. Just, just give it to me, Jared. It's like a know-it-all that, that, uh, that, that thinks they're never wrong. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, my last one for you, Jared, is Icelandic. And it is Alveg ut ad aka, which means totally out driving. Totally out driving? Is mm-hmm. it like you're not paying attention or is it um, like it's, it's you're... a bit more extreme than that. Totally out driving. Uh, is like, it, like for like for example, um, does it mean to be unemployed? You said you wanted to. <laughs> that's a good guess. That's a good guess. But no. Um, so for example, Jared, um, you say uh, I tell you yes. Yeah, so I lost my job. I'm unemployed. Uh, I think I'm just gonna permanently move to Bali and live on the beach. Uh, and then you could say, Are you totally out driving? Oh, have you lost your mind? Yeah, have you lost your mind? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. I figured you'd okay. like it because it has a car reference, and uh, it's also kind of funny. <laughs> I like cars. And I feel like that's a key with fun employment is to make sure you don't go completely crazy. Because if you're unemployed, mm. I think, uh, one, not having a job can really cause you a lot of stress and make you go crazy. Um, I think also not having a set schedule can sometimes make you crazy. Um there's a lot of factors in terms of being unemployed. But today we're going to talk about how to turn unemployed into fun employed. That's for sure. So fun employment is in the dictionary. 
Is it really? And of course it is. Are you, well, I'm not <laughs> lying to you here. It's in multiple dictionaries, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce your nose, Jared. Uh, um, and we'll get to uh, we'll get to the first the the diction the real dictionary definition is uh, oh I thought I had it but I'll get it in a second anyway the real dictionary definition a uh, happy time oh no this is the dictionary.com definition excuse me what am I talking about excuse me not dictionary this is the urban dictionary definition I'm going crazy here the urban dictionary definition that's what I'll first I'll say the actual dictionary fine. First, I'll say the actual, and it is dictionary in dictionary.com. Fun employed, without a paid job, but enjoying the free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an adjective, or can also be used as a noun. Fun employed people collectively. Uh, so, like, you know, a group of fun employed people. Mm-hmm. We're fun employed. We're, we are a group of fun employed. Uh, the, dic- <laughs> the urban dictionary definition, a happy time in one's life when one is not employed and is not wanting to be, empl- uh, be employed. Now, that's the top definition. I hate that definition. Yeah, I'm um, not a big fan of that one either. Because um, that, that, that definition is privilege right there. That definition mm-hmm. is like, oh, I, I don't need a job. That definition is for people that have money. <laughs> right. No kidding. Um, it was like, oh, yeah, oh, I got laid off or I got fired, but who cares? It's great. I'll just enjoy this time of not working. That right. is privilege. Now, the second definition um, is the state of being corporately displaced or otherwise W-2 challenged while managing to maintain a positive <laughs> W-2 attitude. W-2 challenged. Also known as Jobus Interruptus. I love that. I, I like love that, that Jobus Interruptus is a good one, too. That Corporately displaced. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, and that's so hilarious. the way I would define it more simply is making the most of your uh, terrible uh, situation. You know, yeah. a terrible unemployed situation, right? Um, because nobody, I mean, no, no one without no one that requires re- requires a paycheck looks forward to a time when they don't have to work. But right, you can also weather a properly weather a fun employment and um come out the other side with maybe a nice little vacation if you play it right who knows that's what i'm hoping to do by the way though what better place to start fun employment than bali uh, indonesia i know right we've currently we've been talking on the beach in that. kuda right we've been talking about that me and my coworkers that all you know we were all english language fellows and we um you know, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, have been uh, have lost our contracts. Um, so, so yeah, we were talking about that though too. That like of all the places to be, Bali is definitely not a bad one to start <laughs> fun employment. Uh, I just hope uh, yeah. it doesn't set the bar too high. Starting off from a beach in you Bali know, with, you know, nice tasty food and you know cool colorful tropical shirts, and then going back to icy cold Michigan, uh, it's going to be I, definitely I, an adjustment. I don't, I don't, I, I, it'll be a adjustment that way, but I think it'll be nice also to be around, uh, like, uh, like your, your old school friends, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> me, excuse me. I'm really just talking about right. me. I don't care about your <laughs> other friends. They can all go somewhere. <laughs> no, uh, it, like I, it'll be a different sort of enjoyment, you know, mm-hmm. True. um, because like now you're essentially on vacation right now. Yes, sir. Uh, 
do you get do you get anxious during these times of uncertainty or do you in the back of your head know that it'll work out and you're not concerned about it or or do you do you worry i'd say i'm i'd say i'm a weird mixture of both so i think i i think the way that i cope with that anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen is i i kid you not jared i've applied to over i think three or four different uh, colleges and universities in michigan just for like part-time teaching work I've applied to seven mm-hmm. or eight online teaching positions. Um, I've applied for a couple study abroad positions. Um, I've been applying to places like a, like a madman. Um, you know, I've uh, definitely gone out driving in that respect. Um, but <laughs> uh, at the same time, I also feel like with my experience and with uh, uh, just I think I'm a decent teacher, I think I definitely will be able to find something eventually. The tricky thing about teaching is it's kind of a seasonal gig. So I'm coming back, you know, like a month and a half into the semester. So realistically speaking, there's not going to be any traditional teaching positions in Michigan um, at all. Now, one option I I could have done and I thought about, Jared, was uh, South Korea and Japan actually start their semesters in February and March. Um, But Mm -hmm. I also didn't like the idea of going from Bali with only half of my stuff um, yeah, that's uh, a quick to, turnaround. To South Korea or Japan. I would love to teach and work in South Korea or Japan. That would be super awesome. But yeah, it's just a quick turnaround. And getting a visa that quick too. It's just exactly. a headache. Exactly. So, um, uh, so, I mean, that is a good point, especially in the teaching gig. It's really the, the peak times to find a job or at the beginning, or excuse me, like, yeah, at the end of a semester and between semesters, at the beginning right. or end of a semester is probably when they start looking for the next semester or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do right. you, um, and, and so it's going to be tough for you to, to, to get a job uh, like that, like, you're, like mm-hmm. in your career. So, you know, we don't need to get into the details, but it seems like, at least for a bit, you, like you're not going to be struggling financially, but at least for your own sanity, do you think mm-hmm. about like finding even just like a side gig kind of stuff? So like I even wanna... less for the money part, but more just to like so you're not sitting at home all day. So yeah, I I do want to find a side gig, and actually, well, the the one that makes the most sense would be online teaching. Um, the the only negative thing about online teaching is that. Uh, you're probably going to be teaching at 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. And you know me, Jared. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so that... 10 a.m. is when you start considering to get up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Your workday's already over at that point. Right. Um, but, you know, I think in terms of skills, in terms of all that stuff, I think online teaching would be a good option. The only other difficulty, or not difficulty, but most of it is teaching children. And I would prefer to teach adults or teach like, you know, high school students or even middle school students. Mm-hmm. Little kids, teaching little kids online is pretty difficult. Um, I have a lot of friends yeah, who've done I, it and I, it's, I, it's pretty difficult. Um, so, yeah. and you, you can't keep my attention and I'm an adult you can't, through right. the internet. I don't know how you can keep, right. keep a child's right. attention. Exactly. So, um, but I've also been thinking about too, like, it might just be nice to do a part-time gig doing something kind kind of you know i feel like online teaching although a lot of the places give you the materials beforehand there's still like prep work and stuff you have to do in between whereas i kind of want a part-time job where i can go do the work and then when i'm done with the work i don't Mm -hmm. gotta think about it or worry about it so you know i don't know like a pizza delivery driver or uh you know yeah yeah do you you got any any uh potential tips of jobs i could do jared 
Hmm. Part-time side gigs. Um, I mean, delivering stuff is good. Mm-hmm. You could consider doing. Um, I mean, uh, well, your car's probably too old, even though it's in great shape. It's probably too old right. to do like Uber or something. Right. Um, because that would be a good gig just to get you out of the house and get you doing stuff for a bit. And you like to talk to strangers for some reason. Right. Um, so that might not be an option for you. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've movie theater. Have you considered a movie theater? No, that might I didn't. Be fun. Okay. Um, even a grocery store might be kind of fun. Right. Um, I thought about that. Like stock and shelves part time. I mean, yeah, it's pretty yeah. pretty mindless. Uh, I've done retail stuff before and was stocking shelves at a pharmacy. A little different, but I think stocking shelves is stocking shelves. Same concept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the other thing I was thinking about too, though, once the weather gets nicer. Uh, maybe doing landscaping or something like that because I think the money oh, is yeah. actually okay as well for that kind of gig. Um, That's a good one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just pulled up best part-time jobs and oh, nice. um, school bus driver came up and I was like, Oh God, that'd that be one. terrible. <laughs> oh God, no. How is that a great, a good part-time job? <laughs> right. Kids that screaming like at you while you're driving. Yeah, no. <laughs> definitely no uh cleaning houses no that you can't do that interpreter translators apparently uh i've applied for a couple online translation jobs this is a high-paying part-time job if you're fluent in more than english paying an average of 24 dollars an hour hospital well hospitals might be tough for german but I, i assume there are situations where german is called for but um i'm sure most of what is the demand is for is for spanish probably I would assume so. Spanish um, or Arabic would be my guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, well, fitness instructor. Yes, yeah. You, I don't know if you can. That's a tough one to do part time. Right. A server, but that's not. That's no joke. Like that's a headache yeah. of a job too. Yeah. Landscaper. A, we said that. Dog walker. Ooh. You could, you could do that. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And there are apps for that too. You probably have to go to Ann Arbor, but you could easily. That's a gr- like, I'm, just you know, go to Jen, Ann Arbor I'm writing, for. I'm writing that one down. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because you can now, make decent money. Yeah, and, and you're close to Ann Arbor. Like it's probably hard to do where you are, but you could easily right. just drive to Ann Arbor and be like, all right, I'll just be in Ar- Ann Arbor for four hours or you, three you, hours or whatever. You, you know what's crazy is there's this guy that um, just Google this, Jared. Google this and humor me for a second. There's a, a Google. Uh, Man works as people walker. Just Google that. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. There's this guy. I forget. I think it's in California. I could be wrong. There's this guy who basically took the concept of dog walking and applied it to people. But, you know, he he basically says that, you know, the reason why he gets clients is because one, um, exercise is good for people. And a lot of times people won't go on a walk because they have no one to walk with. And a lot of people, a lot of people might be a little lonely and need someone to talk to. Uh, Did you find it, Jared? Uh, I did. Do you want me to play some of it? Oh. Hey, how's it going? Uh, (laughs) Ready to walk? Hold on. There's at the very beginning it says instead of walking dogs, Chuck walks people. How's it going? You got money. Who wants to do that? (laughs) But I didn't want to pick up dog poop. Because good, good he point. He's wearing a t-shirt. It's a white Hanes t-shirt that you get in a pack of six. And on it, it says the people walker. The people is written in bubble letters uh-huh. and colored in 
with red markers, and then the walker is just written in Sharpie, W-A-L-K-E-R, just normally. Nice. So he kind of gave up halfway through. Uh. <laughs> Meet Chuck McCarthy, better known as the People Walker. So there we go, Jared. That'd be an interesting side hustle. Chuck McCarthy, 6'2", 235 pounds. Weird job. It's $7 a mile. I can go for a couple a mile. miles, and I don't feel like I'm breaking the bank. Well, a mile, I mean, a mile is about a 15, 20-minute walk, depending on how fast you're going. So... If it's a 20-minute walk, you get three miles in there. That's $21 an hour. That's not too bad. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's not too bad. Right. If, you don't, if you don't like dogs, I mean, you like dogs. But if you right. can't get a dog walking job, maybe consider starting exactly. your own business. Exactly. House sitting. But is there a place? There's probably some website. No, oh, that sounds ridiculous. Why would there be a website where you could sign up to house at some stranger's house? Right. You can't do rideshare. Uh, your old-ass Vic. Right. Not going to work. Um... Have you considered like um, uh, uh, my free cams or whatever you call it, only oh, cams or oh whatever? Oh God, it is. becoming a cam, a cam guy. <laughs> oh geez, let's be. We're selling like un, used undies or let's, something. Let's be honest, Jared. If I was an attractive, <laughs> if I was an attractive woman or a dude with a ripped six pack, I could probably get one of those things. But I highly doubt anybody's going to pay money. Uh, Listen, plus, there are I, a lot of fetishes I, out there. You're oh a God. bear. You're a solid bear. First of all, Jared, online English tutoring. Have you found that before? VIP Kid, for example. Oh God, have you heard of that? Don't. Uh, yeah, I, I interviewed with them oh, a couple of years bad ago. Stories and uh, got denied. So no, no VIP Kid for me. Oh, okay. Um, VIP Kid or VIP Kid? Are, we say both. I don't know. But Who yeah, cares? online online Half English. Them. Yeah, I've I've been I've been thinking about online English teaching. I mean, yeah, that's the one big thing about fun employment is is definitely find a side hustle to help you out with your income. I'm I'm very lucky that um, you know I'll be I won't have to worry about paying bills really. You know I'll be crashing at my parents probably until August. Um, Does that get old? Are you, are you sick of living with them yet? Um, I, I can't I can't stay with my parents for longer than like two weeks. I'm gonna be honest with you. Two weeks is honestly pushing Yes, it. yes and, and I no. I love them. I have no problem with right. them. Let me be clear. Right. And I love my parents, too. I would say yes and no. Um, uh, well, really, mostly no. I mean, it's the smartest option for you. Mostly no, because the only thing that... And I totally understand where my parents are coming from. You know, when you don't live with your parents anymore, um, you don't have to tell anybody where you're going all the time. And sometimes I'll forget. Yeah, like, I'll just annoying. hop in my car and go grab something real quick. And then my, you know, my mom would be like, where did you go? You know, why didn't, you know. <laughs> they think you're stranded on the side of the freeway somewhere. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or got abducted and in the back of a trunk or something. And parents uh, always jump to like the worst possible right, option. Right. But I mean, the thing that I do really love about spending time at my parents' house um, is, is, I mean, obviously chilling, you know, chilling with my dad. He's retired. So we can, you know, watch like stuff on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. Um Hoping to play some serious table tennis with him when I get home. Since I didn't do that in China, I figure might as well do that mm-hmm. back home. Uh, hoping I'm to gonna hit ask the, him about that. I'm gonna gym. ask him how disappointed he is. In He's his probably son. he might disown me. So don't don't ask him that, Jared. He might disown me. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing that up when I come over. Right. Um, so I mean, the other thing that I really love about my parents' house as well, other than my parents and and their adorable basset hound, um, is all my music equipment is there. And that's another mm. thing that I want to talk about uh, in terms of fun employment is 
really pursue your hobbies. This might be one of, and this is what I keep thinking too. Like while, while I've been applying to all these jobs, including temp jobs, there was one temp agency I applied at where they're like, most of these are full-time positions. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to, if I don't have to work full-time right now, I don't, and I know I'm yeah. coming from a privileged position right now, you know, because I don't have to worry about really rent and food and stuff. But it's like if I'm working full time, right. I can't really take the time to read a lot or, you know, play guitar for a few hours every day. So uh, I think you need to find a balance if you can financially between working. If you can swing working part time until you find a job that's really more oriented towards your career and you can afford it, I would say that's a better option just because you can you you know you can uh pursue your hobbies learn some new skills take a course do something now we all well now we here at the untranslatable podcast all know that you love um guitar your instagram name is chad guitar if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. uh, so, um but um what are some what are some other hobbies you'd like to pursue you can't play you can't play guitar. I mean, you can, but <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. Not anything about it. But I assume you're not going to play guitar twelve hours a day every day. No, you know? no. Uh, for a few reasons. One, that's I don't think that's great for your hands. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so no. So some other hobbies though, Jared. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, table tennis. Going to play some table tennis. Oh, yeah. And then once it gets nice out and warm out in Michigan, definitely going to hit some tennis balls with some friends as well. Um, let's play some soccer. We, we should. should. Soccer yes. Again. I'm yes. Getting real doughy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Soccer would be great. Um, yeah. I get kicked out of your high school again. <laughs> right. Oh God, that guy. Oh man. For, for our listeners out there who want some context, we were playing at, uh, my high school soccer field and, uh, the coach, this was like during the middle of the summer too. The coach literally pulls up and kicks us off the field because it was a field they used to play games on, but it's like, it's just two guys kicking a ball around. It's not like we're going to be slide tackling each other and destroying the mm-hmm. field. But anyways, I digress. At least not when um, he's around. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, I think getting active, though, is a great thing to do when you're unemployed. There's a lot of studies that show that uh, regular exercise helps with mood, helps with brain functionality, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So, there's tons and tons of reasons why if you're unemployed um, and you, especially if you're feeling down, definitely even go for a walk. Uh, you know, I mean, it's really amazing how little little ways of, you know, getting your body moving. Right now in Bali, I've been going swimming. That always makes me feel great. Oh, in the ocean? I was or swimming in, in the, the ocean yesterday pool. and swimming in the pool a couple of days ago. How do you... Oh, wow. Yeah, that is great. I love mm-hmm. that. I love... Well, I don't like the ocean, but I do like the idea of... <laughs> uh, the ocean freaks me out. Um, do, you, uh, do you find yourself getting bored easily? Not really. Just because if I'm not playing guitar uh, or watching something on Netflix or something like that, uh, reading is Can a big one. you go to your OnlyCam site. Wh- what? Nothing. <laughs> I said then you go to your OnlyCam site. Oh, <laughs> God. My cams, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, I think <clears throat> the thing with boredom is you just got to change things up. Uh, because if you're doing the same thing every single day, you're going to get bored. Even I, Look, I love guitar. But if I'm playing guitar, just like playing guitar by myself every single day, I'm going to get bored with it. So what what would I do? Maybe sure. maybe uh, maybe go now. This is difficult for me, but maybe go to a music store and like play some guitars there, just because mm. you're playing different stuff. 
Uh, I got to be careful, though, because I have what the guitar community likes <laughs> to call GAS, Jared, which is Guitar Acquisition Syndrome, which is a medically <laughs> diagnosed uh, uh, syndrome where you go to a guitar store and you end up buying a guitar. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I will tell you this, though, Jared. I am planning on selling a couple old guitars. And I've decided if I'm going to, even if it's only six months, if I'm going to be home for six months uh, and have, have a decent amount of free time, um, I'm going to sell a few of my old guitars and I've decided I'm finally going to pull the trigger and buy a super nice guitar with that money. Hmm. So nice. Um, so consolidate mm-hmm. down to fewer but better. Yes. Do you ever, I mean, so I assume teaching guitar is out of the question for, you know, five, six months. That's not really an option. Maybe. I might, I might see if I can, I might as well, I might put a couple ads out and see, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. That's the other thing is I think when you're unemployed, uh, don't get down on if you get denied or rejected from places. Cause I've already gotten a couple rejections from a few different places. Uh, it's easy to see those and really start to feel doubtful and feel bad, but you gotta just realize that when you apply for an opportunity and it doesn't pan out for you. That just means that you're open for other stuff. Uh, and I think it's important to, to try to stay positive because it's very easy to get negative when you're unemployed. Uh, you don't know when, like, you know, you're going to have like a steady job, steady income. Um, so it's important to just really try to stay positive throughout the whole process. I think some of the things we've mentioned also really help staying positive, you know, realizing, well, n- right now I have this time to exercise, I have this time to read. Jared knows I'm a terrible cook. So I wouldn't mind learning how to cook. I was talking yeah. to my parents a few days ago, um, and I even mentioned, you know, it'd be fun to maybe, like, show me how to cook some meals. My mom makes some really good food, lasagna, spaghetti, all sorts of stuff. Um, so I'd love to learn how to you cook that stuff. You just hide up in the bonus until she calls you down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just see the final product on a plate in front of you. Mm-hmm. No idea how it got there. Um, I hear you. I, now, okay, I have two things. Now, I'm going to start with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've heard you talk about updating your CV for your, which is a curriculum vitae for those of you that don't know, mm-hmm. for your new uh for your new job, and you know you got to make sure you have your latest achievements and 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 job titles and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. What is the difference now? Stop me if we should make this it's uh, an own uh, ep- like its own episode because I've been mm-hmm. considering that. Okay, but what is the difference between a resume that I might prepare for my job versus mm-hmm. the CV that you're preparing. Because when I lived in Germany, we had to prepare a CV as like a project for my English class or whatever. Okay. And um, it was like a little booklet uh, where that was like five or six pages. And it mm-hmm. had your picture. You know, you wrote a little bio about yourself, like you're right. making a Tinder profile. Now, that, now, that's in Germany. In the States, a CV... Uh, actually, Jared, that might be really interesting to talk about, um, like what different countries require for a job application process, because, yeah, because some, that would be a really interesting episode, uh, because some, some countries require you to have a photo of yourself. Uh, I know Germany, I think also you have your birth date in the United States. You're not allowed to have a photo of yourself or your birth date because you can, uh, I mean, you can, but I've, it's not required. Dude, I've seen resumes recently. Yeah, no, it's not required. Excuse right. me. No one's requiring. Right. It, it will require your birthday, though. You do have to put in your birthday to. No, maybe you don't, actually. Not, not on to your apply, resume you or your CV. So, so here's how they get but like you, When you're applying on those websites. When you're filling out the application, you usually put in your birthday. But on an actual resume, yeah. 
uh, or CV, no. you don't. At least in the United States. That's but, true. But that's a great no, episode that's true, idea. But I haven't seen. I have seen a lot of resumes of people younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that's not you know not a note any job particularly, but I've just seen resumes before of people mm-hmm. younger than me, and a lot of them seem to be putting pictures of themselves on their resume. Are they? I've selfies? never done that. I've never been advised. <laughs> yeah yeah there's yeah a lot of them are beer uh, in their hand with a uh, selfie beer bong (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) on the beach in panama city during spring break on the beach Uh, in bali like i haven't seen that that too i mean that might not that might not be bad if you're trying to look for a more international position it's like oh no i travel i i'm culture right but um it has been surprising me to see pictures on people's resume because i'm like what does this have to like 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 first of all you're gonna see the people eventually if you actually like them i just don't understand the the thought process behind adding the picture to it true anyways though jared your initial question after we went uh, went off on this crazy tangent is what's the difference between a resume and cv so resume is usually used for uh like a like a non-academic position at least is the way that i've been told how it works so so resume Mm. at least in the states now this is we're talking about the job hunting in the united states right now so a resume generally is one pages i think occasionally you can go into two is that right jared or no uh well they say that's what they drill into your head in um in college is that it shouldn't be more than one page because you really have you, there's no way you have that much to offer right um it can start drill it can start going on to two pages once you get a little career behind you you know right um but still you know s- succinctness is key right and like if it's going to be going on to two pages like mine actually I, no maybe mine's still one page I, I need to think about it but like um everything you're listing better be useful and and, and like don't like like if you're 35 don't put on there like an internship you had in college right if you had three jobs three real jobs before that (laughs) exactly put right your like put the most pertinent stuff uh there and so what's most valued i think and is is obviously saying you know what's most important but saying it succinctly and getting to the point as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. definitely and 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 keeping it short Right. And I will tell you, Jared, that like a CV, a CV highlights, because it's usually used, at least in the U.S., it's usually used for academic positions. So a CV highlights your, obviously, your education, your teaching experience, any work experience you have that's kind of loosely related to academia, also any, any volunteering, service and outreach. Yes, publications, workshops, conferences, presentations, uh any additional experience you have, like maybe you have experience using like certain data software like uh, SPSS, uh, different things like that. Um, you know, if you speak any foreign languages, you usually put that on there. And I will tell you, Jared, not to flex. Well, it's really not a flex because I, I have colleagues of mine who have a way longer than CV than mine. But I think mine's about six or seven pages right now. Uh, just Jeez. updated it. Do people read this? I, th- uh, I think so. Uh, at least when I've had interviews with like different colleges and universities, uh, they've asked me stuff that was further down on the page. On uh, page four, <laughs> right? Um, but I will tell you, Jared, yesterday because I've been applying for ten. No agencies, one would ever look at that in the kind of jobs that I've had. Well, like so in that's corporate, no one would ever look at e- even if you're like a highly. I feel like even if you're like applying for like an exec, like no one's looking right. at four pages of shit. Right. 
Well, I will tell you, I whittled down my six or seven page CV to a one page resume or yesterday. Six, I guess I should say. And, oh, and geez. That, that was interesting. I mean, I had, I had to get rid of a lot of, I got rid of most of the stuff from graduate school. Um, although it is, uh, you know, work experience, I got rid of a lot of that stuff. I had a few things written from when we were in Albion College because I was a teaching assistant at Albion College. I was also a study abroad peer advisor at Albion College. Um, so I got rid of those as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, but anyways, basically the big difference, Jared, between a resume and a CV to, uh, is length. And just the types of jobs you apply for. So in academia, usually usually it's a CV. Outside of academia, it's usually a resume. So there you go. Yeah. So one one last thing. I looked at, uh, I was just, you know, this is the Untranslatable podcast. I was thinking about where's the best place to be a citizen and, fun and, and enjoy your fun employment. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to read a whole bunch of stuff. Obviously, the vast majority of them are European countries. Estonia. Mm-hmm. France, uh, Germany, Italy, Ireland. These are all great places to be fun employed if you're a citizen there. The Nordic countries being Finland, mm-hmm. uh, Denmark, probably, uh, uh, Sweden, and Norway. Um, but one outlier that's not a European country, that's the only reason I bring it up, is Japan, too. So, Oh, nice. Just uh, some things to keep in mind. Good places to... If, if you're going to be unemployed, uh, hope that you're... You got a citizenship in one of those countries because right. you'll they'll treat you well. Have you considered, um, have you considered uh, applying for unemployment? There's no shame in applying for unemployment. Nope. You earn that unemployment. Nope. nope. Not yet. Okay. If if we're on if we're on month four, and I'm still unemployed and have no side gigs, Jared, then maybe. But here's the thing: is that. Um, if, if I had, if I had an apartment, you know, apartment rent to pay for, if I had bills to pay for, then yes, without a doubt. But that's a fair point. It seems a little, yeah, that's, that's a little unethical. Right. Especially since you're not, it's not like you're broke, broke, you know? Right. (laughs) Right. I have some money saved up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just, because I think there are a lot of people out there that really need these benefits. And when people like me who can survive without them take them i just yeah that doesn't sit right with me um so yeah but who knows jared maybe it, if i get kicked out of my parents house and i gotta pay rent somewhere and i don't have a job that would be a different story i mean but yeah i'll say this when, when i got laid off from my last job it did take a uh like multiple people asked me if i was getting unemployment i was like no 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 but it did take a like I, finally i did do it for like uh, a month i think mm-hmm. and it's like it got to a certain point where it's like yeah people have said it to me enough that you earned it blah 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 and also like i'm paying rent and shit you know right where it's like i also just had to be realistic about what's happening in my life exactly and it's like like what's what's this weird pride that i that you're pretending to have right <laughs> right. right now and see and um, i'm i'm the same way if i had if i had bills and things to pay for you know i don't have a car payment i don't have rent um right you know so the only money that i really need to spend is like whatever stuff i want to do in my free time um and most of my the things i like to do in my free time are free because i could read and play guitar at home uh, (laughs) as long as i want i want to end the segment though jared i have some tips from a few different sources i think we've covered most of them but i want to um i want to go over these and actually there are 12 tips from uh, a woman named miranda benson i found this on linkedin she's an operations uh communications and training manager at dolly incorporated 
uh, and she has 12 tips, and I think these tips are really great. We've covered some of these, um, but uh, I think it's worth uh, restating uh, if we already said them and some of these we haven't said. So here we go. Number one, Jared, is first take a week off of life. Just take a week off, relax, mm. do what you want to do. Uh, I think I've been doing that in Bali so far, and I think it does a lot of good for your mental health, um, for your just your overall perspective and mood. Uh, so I think that's a really good tip. Um, when I... When I got laid off, um, I by at the recommendation of my parents because I think it was hard for me to to do this, but like they said, for the first week, just don't look for jobs. Don't like just just or, or for the first couple of days. Maybe about the first week or like right. first four or five days or whatever. Just just soak it in and don't don't uh, do anything work related. So don't immediately start looking for new jobs. Don't stress out too hard as much as possible. Just, just enjoy the, the, just enjoy Like, yeah, they essentially said, enjoy your fun employment. I really wish we would have have recorded this episode (laughs) like a week and a half ago because I've been looking for jobs like crazy, but now I've applied to so many of them where I'm not going to be actively looking now for a little while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's better yeah, I mean, actually I, to take a week or f- a few days to soak it in. I think that's better than my approach, which was just apply everywhere. And it, and, and I think it, what it helped me did more than anything. It didn't help me relax or anything, but I think it helped me step back and think about. At least for me, it's a little different for you because mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it probably can still be the same, but like it made me think. Of, it made me think about. You know, I liked my my last job, but it made me think about what I did at my last job, what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, what I'm looking to do. Like, it just gave me time to, even though I was still kind of obsessing on work, it gave me time to think about what I actually wanted from my career mm-hmm. without just rushing to, like, whatever sounds like I what I used to do or whatever sounds right. like the safe thing and just running to applying right. and applying for it. It's like, oh, this is what I did before. I know I can do it. So let me just do it. It's like, hold, stop. Think about mm-hmm. like where you went and your like how you ended up here before. Right. Think about where you want to be and, and how we can maybe do this a little different or something. And I think it led you to a pretty good job after doing that. I, I, I I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. I, I will say this though, Jared. Just a quick, at least for me, what, what you said, like from my previous job, the thing that I think I loved the most was all of the teacher training and workshops I did. Uh, they were so much fun, mm-hmm. and I'd like to do that more in my career. Um, but I think a lot of, like, if you yeah. become a full-time teacher trainer, I think most places you have to get a PhD. Um, so we'll we'll see. Do you, ooh, I have another recommendation. Now, this might cost mm-hmm. money. That's the only thing. Okay. Do you have the opportunity to get some sort of training or certification related to teaching or presenting or anything like that? Take some class at your local community college or something i'll have to see that's a good idea i'm not sure but that obviously cost money right so right you depends have to on how that expensive in, but, it is um, right that's well that's maybe that's, you could do something to add to your cv or something right you know we'll to, see so, that's so something even else though, even though you have this period on your resume that may look like a blank mm-hmm. period and you you know maybe you get a little uncomfortable at that like yeah I had this happen for a legitimate reason, obviously. But right. look, I, when I took that time to further my career for these couple months and do exactly. something that would help me in the uh, for, well, with see, my that's, next job. 
Right, and that's what leads me to number four, number five on this uh, oh, list here. That. Sorry, <laughs> is uh, number one brush up on a skill you haven't used in a while is one, but also learn a new skill. German. So take a course, uh, something like that. Yeah, brush up on my German. I really want to brush up on my guitar playing. Um, so yeah. yeah, so so that's I mean that's something that's going to be really great. Um, so yeah, yeah, learn learn you know kind of work on languages. Um, depending on where I end up going, uh, and if I have an idea within the next few months of where I might be going, might be starting to learn a new language, maybe Korean or Japanese or Russian. We'll see. Um, so yeah, but number two on the list though, Jared, that I think is important is taking care of your mental health, um, regardless of how you want out unemployed. So if you were laid off because of, um, you know, your company was just making cuts, if you were laid off because poor performance, whatever it could be. Outbreaks. Um, <laughs> yeah, coronavirus outbreaks in China. Um, you know, it's. I think it's important to take care of your mental health. Have someone that you can talk to, your friend, your partner, your parents. Uh, maybe you have a coworker of yours that's a really good friend, anybody. It's important to talk to people, and sometimes just talking things out really make, will help you feel better as well. Also, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, another thing you could do is write a journal, which I think is good. And then uh, moving mm-hmm. on, Jared, another thing that's really important for fun employment, uh, taking care of your mental health. Another big thing is taking care of your physical health as well. So, uh, And if you yeah. don't enjoy sports or something, if you're unemployed and there's like ways you can do sports uh, cheap or for free, try some new ones. You know, maybe maybe you don't like basketball or hockey or whatever. Well, maybe you've never tried frisbee golf, or maybe you've never, mm. uh, maybe you've never done bowling, or you know, I'm just trying to think of any 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 I way to get up and a move. New sport in a long time. It'd be kind of fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Have you ever played pickleball, yeah. Jared? Pickleball is a blast. I feel like I've heard of it. But, yeah, pickleball is um, a good time. You know what we should do? What? Now this might be. When, when you get back, because I'll need mm-hmm. your help because you have friends. We <laughs> should get a like a kickball game going. Oh, that'd like be fun. How, that'd be how fun. How much fun would that be? Well, another thing too, Jared. We have to get like twenty people. Right. Another thing too, though, is that uh, join like a rec league. There's all sorts of different leagues, yeah, that's and they're true. not that expensive. They really aren't. I have a friend that's on a soccer. That's on a soccer league. Right. And I, he, he's uh, he plays um. I've been All thinking about I've been thinking about doing that come spring is join a soccer league in Ann Arbor or something. Um, but yeah, hmm. we'll see. Hmm. Another thing that they say you should do is, if possible, uh, travel on a budget. Uh, you know, when you're unemployed, this is the time when you could go see see some cool places. You can also travel depending on when you are unemployed. You can travel, uh, you know, during the low season where it's not the peak season, might be cheaper, you have the time, you could also go when it's less busy. You know, if you go somewhere on a Monday to a really popular tourist attraction, it's probably not going to be as busy as on the weekend. So take advantage of that as well. Um, Yeah. And a few few other tips, Jared, right here. Schedule as many uh, informational interviews as uh, you have, uh, as you can. So uh, maybe if you can contact someone at... A company that you might like to work for, contact them, send them an email and say, hey, I'd like to meet for coffee and learn more about your company. Um, You know, this is a way to kind of gauge your interest in potential future careers and also maybe make some connections for someone that could help you find a job offer down, uh, you know, in the future. Also, lots of reading. If you enjoy reading, if you don't enjoy reading, I would suggest listening to audiobooks or watching documentaries. You know, try to learn something new. Um, 
And lastly, I would say is uh, not obviously it goes without saying apply to lots of jobs and keep your options open, but also get some perspective. Kind of like you said earlier, Jared, you know, what direction do, do you want to take your career now? Um, you know, what kind of how do you see your life in a few years down the road? Um, really try to get some perspective. Have you been thinking about that? Have you been thinking about how you can evolve, you know, take your career to the next level, not just do the same thing again? I Even have, though you are I kind have. of looking to do the same thing again. I have. Yes. Well, well, I'm looking to do the same thing, but it's going up. So I'd like to eventually become a teacher trainer or like a director or a coordinator at like an English language program where I would do a little bit of teaching, mm. but also do teacher training, uh, some administration stuff. So yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Okay. Um, but you know, Jared, another important thing to uh, make unemployment fun employment is listening to some good tunes. I think some good music yes. is a great way to get a peace of mind um, and really just be able to enjoy yourself. So our song is um, Stay True. Uh, what's the name of the artist again, Jared? Moreba. Thank you. And she's Are you in- just doing that so or, so I fuck it up and you don't? Excuse no, me. No, I'm pr- I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you said it right. I would have said Moreba as well. Uh, and okay. sh- she's an Ethiopian American singer. Uh, and the mm-hmm. song "Stay True" is is quite a jam. What are your thoughts on it, Jared? Uh, I like it. Um, she she's got that. Uh, she's very, very you know kind of a classic R and B sound mm-hmm. to it. Um, reminiscent of of I'd say some classic R and B people. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I remember she. As slightly some Erica Badu vibes. Oh, for sure. But not, but not just her. She's just the first, only one that I can remember at the top of my head. But mm-hmm. I definitely remember seeing, like, I could see, I'm not saying she sounds like her, but I'm saying I can see that influence kind of thing. Right. Sure. Um, but uh, I, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was great. I actually, I might, I, I will probably um, recommend this to my girlfriend because it sounds right up her alley. Oh, sweet. I'd just cool. be curious to know if she's. If she has uh, heard of her. Right. I really like just the the whole vibe and atmosphere the song creates. Um, the guitar part, I think, is pretty cool. Um, and and I just love the, the lyrics are great as well. I mean, I think, obviously, I'm not here to try to tell you listeners out there how to interpret the song. But at least what I got from it was like, you know, don't, don't settle for less. Stay true to yourself. Uh, and do what you think is right, which I think is a is good and especially mm-hmm. good to keep in mind while you're doing fun employment. You know, do what you think is right. Yeah, yeah, and don't yeah, and don't don't lose faith in yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, what I noticed a lot during my quote unquote fun employment was that it was easy to kind of feel sorry for myself or kind of feel mm. like pathetic a little bit. Right. Um. And 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 that I I think was one of the biggest things for me to to fight through. Oh, is, okay. is, it was, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. It's weird how much uh, it's weird how much like um, sort of people identify with their job. You know, you don't really that's think true. about that until that's true. You don't have it. It feels like sometimes. Right. Right. Um, I have a Spanish word of the pot. Sometimes I wonder why we still I'd still do this because it's not like I've made any effort to learn Spanish. <laughs> but my Spanish word of the pot is empleo. Which means employed? Uh, yeah, it means job. Okay. Employment. Okay. Or to uh, like work or a piece of work. Do you know what, okay. what that is? Mm-mm. Uh, trabajo. 
Oh, I feel oh like yeah. you have heard yeah. that before. Okay. I have that's, definitely. Yeah, heard that's that. work, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's work. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Once right. I, once I have an idea of where I'm going to be, I will start adding some more foreign language words to the pod. But right now, um, yeah, no, right now, yeah, I'll, you're still in limbo. Right. Um, hey, but yeah, embrace Chad, just enjoy, the limbo. Enjoy, though, enjoy your. Fo- yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not going to lie. Probably going to have lunch after this and head to the pool, Jared. So life could be much worse. Oh uh, man, that is for sure. But just to recap today's episode, I think uh, there are a lot of good points um, that you made, Jared, especially about fun employment. Um, uh, and I think one of them that you just said was don't don't be too attached to uh, your identity as your job. You know, I think a lot of people like, yeah, I love to say I'm a teacher, um, but just because you're unemployed doesn't mean that you're any less of a person, let alone any less of a good person or productive person or whatever. Um, Take care of your physical health and your mental health. That's really important during fun employment. Uh, Take the time because you have the time to really do what you want. Obviously, you should, yes, be trying to think of how to further your career and apply to jobs and stuff like this. It's very important, but don't become so consumed by that that you can't enjoy yourself. Uh, I, I have to say, and, go ahead, go ahead. And applying for jobs uh, only takes up so much time. That's something I also learned, where it's like, you feel this constant need to feel like, like something I learned was like, okay, now being unemployed and finding a new job is my job. Correct. But, I, I mean, yeah you, yeah, you can apply to a lot of jobs, uh and it's still not take up like your entire day. Like you could apply to many, many jobs over the course of a week mm-hmm. and that would take up, say, I don't know, three to four hours a right. day. <laughs> right. And there's no and need to obsess like, right, about it. Right. You can only apply to so many jobs and then right. and, and, and like and, and, and even if you are being diligent and making sure you're constantly trying to find another job, it's like, yeah, but you're still going to have more free time than if you were to just have a job. Correct. Absolutely. And I would say that uh, another thing, too, is that um, I've noticed myself after I've applied to these jobs, like constantly checking my email. It's not healthy. Oh, Don't do that. the worst. Yeah. I did that, too. The waiting game sucks, <laughs> but really try to... What I've been doing is delegating like a set time when I check emails. Like I check them in the morning and I check them at night and I don't really check yeah. them during the during the day now, which has helped me a lot. I would get nervous. I would get nervous that I'd be like, oh, God, did I put my name in wrong? Did right. I put my email in the wrong right. email in or did I write my phone number out wrong? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden I forget my phone number. Right. But yeah, I think it's important to embrace and accept the uncertainty at the moment, but really enjoy the fact that you have a lot of time to do what you want. Uh, obviously, this is very dependent on your finances. Uh, so if you're struggling struggling financially, obviously, I'm sure it will be a much more stressful time to be unemployed. But um, try, to, try to find the silver lining. For a lot of people when they're unemployed, uh, their next job, depending on their experience, tends to be a step up. So keep that in mind mm-hmm. as well. I'm hoping that's where it will be for this me is- as well. So yeah. Also, ideally focused on people without kids, let's be honest. True. Very true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Because if you have kids, all of this goes out the window. <laughs> Very true. That's a good point, Jared. That is a good point. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, take care of your physical health, your mental health. Uh, enjoy spending time doing what you love to do. If you don't know what you love to do, try out some new hobbies and maybe you'll find one. Um, and let us know yeah. how you make employment, unemployment into fun employment at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram yes. to see how I've been trying to live my best fun employment life in Bali, uh, Untranslatable Podcast as well. And if you want to hear some good tunes, 
check out our uh, um, Song of the Pod playlist on YouTube, also Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, slide into Jared's DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You betcha. And if you have any tips or advice or you want to let us know how to make this podcast better for you, please do so on iTunes and Stitcher. Five-star reviews. So, we thank you, and as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias, and shusha.